this recording with the USB mics. Okay. And then I'll start you over. Testing, testing. Perfect. <laughs> testing, testing. These are gonna be my set the that set the tone every single time. Like at least just the one, even if not like all of them, because I like the I like the ambiance. Yay. I just started um lighting candles for the interviews. Mm -hmm. So here's yeah. your water. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And let's get into it. Cracking me up. What's that? Us matching is cracking. Me I up. know, right? <laughs> Look, we're on the same vibes. Cause sometimes I put some. I might. I might put so much thought into like, okay, what's their vibes? What do I want to match them with? Mm -hmm. Right? This was a free day. Look at that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we just aligned. <laughs> Let's get into it. All right. Um. So I'm gonna just do like, um. Welcome to the Work and Play podcast. I'm your host Ariel. Um. And then I'll say, um, please meet my my guest Peggy. And then you can introduce yourself, and then we'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let me get the jitters out too. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Ready? Yes. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Young, and today we have a really special guest, and I'm so excited to get into your story, Miss Peggy. Hi. How are you? I am well. It's been a good day so far. So far, so good. <laughs> so Thank you for so joining good. me. Thank you for having me. So on the Work and Play Podcast, we get to talk about, you know, well, so my saying is, if you don't play while you work, then you, if you don't, if you work while you play or you play while you work, you never have to work a day in your life, right? Yes, absolutely. And so in that regard, we can talk about life transitions and career transitions and all of those different steps and your career moves, like your courage to like take a leap and do things that you believe in mm -hmm. that has been so inspiring. So we are going to get into all of that for sure. But without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do? Sure. I am Peggy J. Lyons. I'm an actress, a real estate agent, and I also own a candle business. I am a sister, and, and I say that because I love my sister um, and all my siblings. And I am just out here trying to create generational wealth as well as teaching people about ownership and teaching other people about generational wealth, especially people who look like me. And also just spreading peace, joy, and love. Absolutely. All day, every day. I love it. I mm. love it. And one of the biggest milestones as of as of late is you leaving corporate America. Mm -hmm. So a little bit about what you did and when did you take your leap? Oh, it's been a it's been interesting. So um I actually was working for um uh, a like a small business for a while and it was a great great opportunity just really being able to be like on the inside mm. of how a small business works um it was really cool like i was work working directly with the owner so that was really cool um and then all of a sudden they downsized and i was a part of the downsize i had just bought my house like two weeks prior mm. and i was like what how what how do i 
huh? <laughs> Out of nowhere. And so that was like a turning point for me. And so then I ended up um, working at a restaurant as a server. And uh, <laughs> it was a lot of, okay, I know this is going to be temporary because... I'm too old to be a server. <laughs> I just felt like I just felt like I, was, I have a degree. Like why am I why am I serving? Um, but the why is because it worked for my schedule. Mm. So if I needed to, like I was off early in the day. If I needed to go take off for a um, to to film, if I needed to take off to go for an audition or a meeting, whatever it is, they were very flexible. And I was mm. like, okay, like I know this is not ideal, but it works for what I needed to work for because my priorities isn't aren't working for like someone else. It's doing what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And so I was working there for a while and then COVID. And then I wasn't working there anymore. <laughs> and that's when I transitioned into there was a lot going on for me in 2020 out like in addition to COVID. Um but during that time I was like if I'm ever going to better myself, this is the time to better myself. And that's where PJL Candles was born. And now I'm almost a year into PJL Candles and um, over a year into being a real estate agent. And so, yeah, still acting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so as you mentioned, PG PJL Candles, we definitely are setting the scene and the mood with PJL Candles. I'm starting to feel the aroma. So we're going to have to get into those for sure because yeah. I'm like, I just, you know, it just kind of gets me in my in my zone, right? Yeah. And so what else better to set the working place scene with like some umaji, um, umoja, umoja and candles? Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I have to practice it. I, I actually wanted to put that into my practice because as I get more and more and more into black culture, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like I'm 30 years old and mm -hmm. I grew up in the South, but like we didn't have very much. I didn't have very much African-American history in yeah. my life. I didn't learn about Malcolm X until like 20-something. Not learn about him, but yeah, like... But learn. Really, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then when you think about it, when we're kids... Only thing that's on the wall is Mary McLeod Bethune, Malcolm X, and um, Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. You don't get into like the W. E. B. Du Bois. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't we don't get into Booker T. Washington and the W. E. B. Du Bois. Like so, yeah. Unity is really important. It's, so um, it's, it's finally come up. So like that, literally, you just kind of brought that. Up. Yeah, and honestly, that's one of the things I try to do, like with like the names and sense and stuff like that. Not necessarily just about like Black history, but just like. I want all of my names to mean something. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, with Umoja, it was um, released for Juneteenth. And I think this, luckily, this is a time where a lot of people were really learning about what Juneteenth was. Yeah. I feel like I was fortunate enough to, like, when I grew up, I grew up in Memphis. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. And there's a lot of history there, as you can imagine. And so, um, you know, having to go to the Civil Rights Museums, the Lorraine Motel where, you know, Martin Luther King was assassinated and things like that. My mom was always really big on us learning about those things. Mm. So we would literally have to do reports at home, like home reports <laughs> about like black, black figures and stuff that. like that. So um, I'm definitely, I definitely feel very fortunate about that because a lot of people don't know, yeah. you know, and there's still so much that. You know, I'm still even learning about. There's so much to know. Yeah. And that we're not taught in school and stuff. So if I can add a little bit 
you know, to the conversation. I would love to do that. And I'm so glad you did. Yeah. So when you say a lot went on in 2020, like really a lot went on for everybody, but I'm sure it went on for you. And as we set the stage, you were an actress at mm-hmm. the time. You were an actress. Um, you were also building out PJL candles. I hadn't started yet. Hadn't you hadn't started yet. It was the layoff that kind of sparked a little bit of like, mm-hmm. okay, what am I going to do? You were at the restaurant. So what industry were you in when you uh, were laid off into the, into the, um, into the rest when you went into the, the restaurant like business. Oh, so that was sales. So mm. yeah, so that um, it was sales, but also everything else because it was a small business mm-hmm. and a lot of like I was kind of like their lead employee for the most part, which meant I did everything but the technical stuff. So it was a um, biomedical technical company, mm-hmm. and so they did like all the uh, repairs for like medical devices and medical equipment and all that stuff and so i was a part of like all the you know sales i represented them for meetings mm-hmm. with clients and stuff like that so i was like oh this is this is different i like this you know just like being a part of that process and learning how to represent a company yeah um in that type of way kind of literally being the face a lot of times and so it was it was it was interesting i learned a whole lot um, and obviously it wasn't an industry, like I got my degree in psychology, so that had nothing to do with it. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> it had nothing to do with my degree. I don't even remember how I got the job. I was, I was going <laughs> to ask you that as well. Because <laughs> you said biomedical, and then you mentioned psychology. And then as an actress, we got to definitely get into that story. But what it sounds like is you have this pop, you have this positive like energy about you. One, you took in the experience of working at a small business, and I'm sure that that informs your entrepreneurial journey. Yes. Um, but were you passionate about like the work that you were doing in any technical sense of the word? Mm-mm. Mm. I, <laughs> I literally was just, and it was like they were paying well, and I was just like, this is. I thought it would be good enough until I you know, got to where I needed to be when it came to acting. Mm. So I was still taking classes. I was still, you know, getting booked here and there and stuff like that. So that was my, my goal was to stay there. That's, it's so funny because it's like, I'm looking at it now and I was very content. Mm. And you know how that goes. Yes, so, <laughs> so I was very content. And when it was time to go, God made it to where it was, it was time to go. Yeah, you know, I always <laughs> say that, go. like, it's kind of like relationships. If we don't make a decision to get up out of there, he will make a decision for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and if you hadn't done that, you would have never been pushed out. So there's so much to dig into because when it comes to psychology, there's a reason, there's a, a de- decision behind that. Mm-hmm. Then the biomedical company, there, there's a decision behind that. Mm-hmm. Then your acting career, there's a decision behind that. So mm-hmm. let's take, let's go all the way back, right? Mm-hmm. We, we got a little bit about your upbringing. You're mm-hmm. in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Mama's given us like African-American history. Yes. What did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Something incorporated. Oh, really? Yes. I... I I'm a very logical thinker. Mm. And so for me, I need something guaranteed. I don't, acting, <laughs> why would I do that? And it wasn't until the summer after I graduated high school that I got cast as the lead of a play. It was the first time I was the lead in a play. And it was, I just like, somebody just had called me like, hey, somebody's like um, producing a play. And you should go audition. And I was like, okay. And it was a cold read too, which means I didn't get sides beforehand or the script beforehand. And so I got there and I just was like, I remember being on stage and I was like, oh, I like this. And I'm like twirling. It was like a whole thing. And they were like, yes. 
And I was like, all right, cool. So <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You leaving out so many. Wait a minute. What was the what was the role? You said oh, this was high school? Yeah. So okay. okay. So the role was for um her name was Maddie Lou. And she was it was just set back in like the Harlem Renaissance cotton mm. club time. And she just she wanted to be oh child, it was a long time ago. She wanted to be a singer. She wanted to be an entertainer. And I'm pretty sure she was a singer or something, but she wanted to be a singer. And so it was like her, like, you know, breaking free of her family and, and just being held down and just wanting to go for it. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that was the role. That's why you're twirling everywhere. That's why I was twirling. Yeah. I, I just remember like, it was like a scene where I was like excited. And I was just like, oh, no, no, no. It was me going to New York City because she was from the South. Mm. And it was, the scene was like her going to New York for the first time. And so I just, for whatever reason, I remember like just twirling like, ah, oh, New, New York City. And then I was like, I'm already country, but I made my accent a little more country than normal, and they were sold. They ate it up. Ate it up. So um, I was like, all right, cool. Oh, like, I didn't think nothing of it. Okay, cool. Got booked, whatever. And so, mind you, I'm already set to go to college. I already know what my major is going to be. I already know what I'm going to be, um, which I want to be a therapist. Okay. Um, my goal was to be a magic family therapist because I'm really big on, like, you know, relationships and mm-hmm. um, the sanctity of family and marriage and stuff like that absolutely so yes so i get the role blah blah, blah. we're rehearsing and pe- like all the time we were rehearsing for months and they will always tell me peggy like you really need to go to school let me go to school you should go to school for acting and i was like okay. that's dumb and so, <laughs> i don't want to do that your logical mind is like look we're not doing nothing that doesn't make sense Where's the guaranteed money? Where's the salary? <laughs> how did you know about see yeah, how did you know about like salary as a young person? Um That's a really good question. I just know I needed security. And maybe it's because I didn't it's not that I didn't grow up without security. My mom did have a secure job. Mm. But um I didn't grow up with like privilege, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I really my goal was to not only set myself up, but to be able to start something new for my lineage. That's, mm. I've always wanted to do that. That's deep. Yeah, I've always, like, that's always been a part of me. Like, I've always wanted to, I always knew that it would it would be me. I always knew that it would be me to change my lineage. Right. Particularly when it came to, like, wealth. Okay. So, um, yeah, that was just, like, I got to make money because I need to, I need to get this person out of where they at. I need to get, like, I just, Yeah, you've I always had that responsibility. That, I took on that responsibility. Okay, so you're like, nope, I'm going to school for psychology. I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. They're like, acting, acting, acting. You're like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Then what? So, <laughs> so then um, we did the play for four nights. Uh, well, we uh, showed the play for four nights. Every single night. And the first night, I remember it, like, super vividly. Um, every single night. At the end of it, I'm like going to get some snacks or something, and people started like lining up, and I'm like, I'm trying to line up for? I'm hungry. <laughs> they would talk. To me. They literally would line up to talk to me and to get my autograph, and I was like, I thought they were being dramatic. Like I was like, what? This is so dramatic. Like what? This? And I'm thinking just because it's Memphis, maybe they ain't never seen a play before, you know? And then. The second night, and the third night, these are different crowds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, hold on, Lord, maybe I need to pay attention to this. And um, so, yeah, so each night that happened, and that's what made me be like, okay. So 
So when I went to school, I still got my degree in psychology, but I did take all the classes they had relating to acting. Um, and so that really, really helped me kind of learn the technical side mm. of acting. Um, and then I decided to, I still wasn't super sold until my last year in school. And this is when we're talking about career and we're talking about how to, you know, turn your degree into a career and like what the next steps are. And I was not trying to go back to school because obviously with a psychology degree, I would need to either get my master's or my doctorate and mm-hmm. I would have gotten my doctorate. And so I was like, I don't want to do that. And I also was like, do I really want to listen to people's, I don't want to say listen to people's problems, but do I want, really want to be, to bear that responsibility mm-hmm. um, for the next 20, 30 years? And I was like, Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I don't. So, oh, so then I remember watching that Steve Harvey video where he's talking about take jumping or taking the leap. Mm. It's like it was like a really, really popular video that he did, and it was just like basically stand bet on yourself and just take the leap. Like mm-hmm. when he's talking about that that whole comedy where he's like he didn't have nothing but a dollar. Yeah. Yes, I know that story. And I was like, it like hit me. <clears throat> and so everything was just kind of coming together, mm. and I just decided. I'm going to move to Atlanta. I have an aunt who lives here. And I was like, I'm just going to move there. I talked to her about it. And she was like, that's fine. And I'm going to bet on myself. And I said, I'm going to give myself a year and see if it works. If it doesn't work, then I'm going back to school. And so I gave myself a year. And during that year, like things were working. I was getting booked on like independent stuff. And I'm getting my footing and stuff like that. So I was like, I'll stay. And Mm. so that's. I've been here for almost five years now. Beautiful. So you mm-hmm. took the first leap five years ago. Mm-hmm. But what was the first thing that you, so you called your aunt, you said, hey, I'm coming, right? Mm-hmm. Did you have any force, foresight into like what you were going to do when you got to Atlanta? Really? It was crazy because I'm a planner. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And to be very, very honest with you, because I'm a planner, I didn't, I'm also, I'm a planner, but I'm also like not emotionally connected all the time. And so I didn't, I never thought about the emotional, um, fear, the fear. Mm. I didn't think about like how I would feel the, like it's a whole new city. Atlanta is very different. I went to school in Knoxville. Mm. Atlanta is very different than Knoxville, very different than Memphis. Like this is the biggest, biggest city I've ever lived in. Mm. I don't know anybody for real. My aunt, you know, my aunt's a little bit older. So like she's in the house, <laughs> you know, like we're not going nowhere. So. Me like getting on 75 and like this eight, nine lanes was so overwhelming. When I tell you I had the worst anxiety for like six months, mm-hmm. like it was really, really bad. And I was like, what the heck is this? And I think it was just because I hadn't processed the move. I was just like, okay, two plus two is four. I'm going to move to Atlanta. I'm going to do like, it was like, yes. like that. Yes. I didn't think about the emotional part of it. And so that was definitely a big, um, Part, I guess, sort of like a big uh, rough spot of like me moving here because I hadn't thought about all that stuff. It was just, okay, I talked to my auntie. She said I could stay with her um, for a while. For whatever reason, she thought I was going to stay for her, stay with her for like five years or so. And I was like, ma'am. I, I was here for this thing right here. I just needed to launch pad real quick. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and I love like, you, but uh. <laughs> but she's so sweet. I, I really appreciated that. Um, but yeah, she let me, I, I stayed with her for, I don't know, maybe it was seven or eight months until I got an apartment and stuff. Um, but it was definitely an interesting transition. Just me like learning the important, it really taught me the importance of being, um, 
in tune with my emotions. And it's funny because I wanted to be in psychology and that's psychology that was really important about. Right. You know, so it's but, funny that you detached from mm-hmm. like that, that experience and, and you know, like to, to your credit, you were just out of undergrad. There's mm-hmm. so much more to experience and right. learn. And actually what I love about like going to college and then going out and get life experience, you can then put life experience behind that like text. Because if you just keep getting text after text after text, then you're not necessarily getting that context. Mm -hmm. Ooh, context and not text. Mm. That's a word. <laughs> so, so five years later, you're still here, yep. but you took the first leap. You kind of like underestimated the emotional yeah. journey of it. Um, and so, you know, six months, you're going through that experience, right? Mm-hmm. That emotional experience. But then what was the next uptick? Did you find a, like a gig or something? Mm-hmm. And then... So I decided, I initially decided I was going to take a few months off of working. Mm-hmm. Um, I saved up. So I was like, I'm going to take some months off of working because I was tired. Like I had taken, when I was in school, I was working two jobs for okay. the majority of it. Not because I had to, because um, <laughs> I didn't take out any loans or, you know, I wasn't in any debt or anything like that. It was just working Capricorn in me. Like, mm. Got to work. Um, and I was like, I'm tired. So I took a few months off and then I started doing like background work so I could just learn film acting because I come from the theater mm-hmm. um so like you know learning film acting and stuff like that and then got into class um actually Dwayne Boyd was my first class that I took and it was crazy because the first day I went they had like this comp this was like more confirmation they had this like competition I want to say it was a commercial type competition I can't remember what it was but long story short there was like a we all you know hit the script or whatever and there was like a who's the best okay. and me my first day in that class like actually won but and I was like what is this you know and it was just it was absolutely confirmation absolute confirmation so um yeah so it was just just like a little slow tick into me believing in myself right mm-hmm. which is oh it's so important and it's a journey especially for me it's a journey um but like just me believing in myself, like little things like that were happening with, you know, me going to classes and stuff like that. And then I'm getting into the independent circuit. So I'm getting booked in on like independent um, projects. And then I want to say it was two years in was when I got my agent. Okay. That sounds like something that might be correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fact check myself. <laughs> I mean, it was like two, two and a half years in is when um, I finally got my agent. And because I initially I just wanted to get, you know, independent stuff under my belt, just really be I just felt like I needed to be prepared. Mm -hmm. So that way, when I did finally get an agent, I had something to show them. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So I got an agent and I've been with them for, you know, ever since then. That's nice. I, mm-hmm. I, I love your journey. And you do mm-hmm. everything so, fe- you know how people say fearless? Mm-hmm. I know that there's no such thing as fearless, mm-hmm. but you move in a way. You know how we just, how you just explained? I think you just unlocked it though. Detaching from our emotions. That's one way to go about things so that it, it doesn't, you don't let fear paralyze you. Mm-hmm. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. But then you also mentioned like this, this journey of believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. So can you, you know, acting was a sound like an innate ability, mm-hmm. and then you got the the um, technical training while you're like doing your electives in school. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was your journey? Like, when did you when did you start believing? Like, I was good at it because it sounds like years later you still winning contests and you're like, wait, I'm good. Yeah, you know something? I still struggle with that mm-hmm. because I'm the type of person like I'm always thinking about what I can do better. What's the next step? Like. 
I'm not like once I achieve something, it's like, okay, cool. What's next? Mm-hmm. So I don't really stay in the moment enough. And I think that has a lot to do with me, like the, a lot of self doubt that I have. Um, so that's something I'm still working on to this day, but what I am, the way that I'm, the way that I'm working on it is by taking those moments. Mm-hmm. You know, when I do get booked or when I do have, um, whatever type of success, it's like, Stay in it, Peggy. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, look at like this is true. This is they're not doing this for no reason. No, they're not being dramatic. Like this is legit. No yes. one like. No you one ever like, used oh. the the affirmation "I am awesome." Yeah. Do you really believe it though? Yeah, I do, and it's like it's now I do. Mm. Right. It's taken. It's taken some time. It's taken a lot of like, you know, rocky points to. Where God is just like, girl, okay, how many, what else do you want me to do to show you that, like, you're blessed, you're called, you're chosen, like, all these things, like, you're yeah. talented, you're skilled. What else is it? Yeah. You know, I think it's just because my work ethic, like, I, I work so much and I work so hard that I always feel like there's more to do. There's, like, I'm always thinking about my, what my goal is for not what I just accomplished, but like what my next goal is. Right. And I also have to remember, like, I just accomplished it and it's a big deal. Absolutely. Not everybody does that. Not everybody buys their house at, I bought my house at 25. Not everybody buys their house at 25 or, you know, like things like Absolutely. that. So. But I think I'm also kind of tying it back to your younger years when you took the responsibility of like your family lineage, right? Yeah. So in terms of self-actualization, and, and honestly, we talk about that on the show too. It's like, when you think self-actualization, you're like, I'm just a, a piece of who I really, really am. Yeah. And y'all don't even know what, what really is behind that door. If you just, mm-hmm. if you only knew. Mm-hmm. But I hear you also um, honoring where you are. Yeah. So that's good. Mm-hmm. So you are killing it in acting. It doesn't sound like there was anything that told you, okay, maybe I should turn around. So what made you get a nine to five? Um. Because acting is not cheap. <laughs> mm. a, lot of the, a lot of the um, independent projects, they don't pay. Mm-hmm. And if they do, it's like, you know, nominal, which is still good, you know, experience and things like that. But experience doesn't pay the bills. So, <laughs> and so a lot of us, like, even like a lot of people that are like booking, like booking, booking still have jobs mm-hmm. um, because we still got to pay bills. You know what I mean? So it was, that was really it. It was because classes, headshots, like all this stuff. Like cost money. Having to buy wardrobe, like all this stuff costs. Mm-hmm. So it's the cost associated with it. Okay. Yeah. So we we already said we don't even remember how we took that that biomedical job, mm-hmm. but you're working <laughs> it and you're living your passion. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to like live in two different separate worlds for so long? It was sometimes frustrating because they wanted me to put the job first mm-hmm. and I knew that like I knew that once I moved here whatever job I got I would need them to understand that acting is going to be first for me mm-hmm. so I did tell them that in the interview but of course you know how things switch up so um and I think maybe as I got more like integral to their operation it was like nah don't go to the audition <laughs> so it was definitely a struggle but I always knew what the overall goal was or what mm-hmm. the end goal was and so it was just like well um i'm just gonna go on my lunch break you know or something like that like i was i was gonna make it work because i like I, there's no way i can allow this job which isn't even in my field so i can go get another one yeah yeah <laughs> you know like, right if it doesn't work out i can get another one i have a whole degree i can work in my field if i need to um 
I just was determined that I wasn't going to let anything deter me from the literal reason I moved here. Also, at the time, I didn't like Atlanta. So Mm. there was no way that I was going to, like, settle for this job when I'm here for acting. Because if it wasn't for acting, I would not be here, if that makes sense. You know? Mm. So it was, I was just very determined to make that make, to make it work. Right. So, and I hear that drive, right? Clearly, you're still doing it year after year. But then there was a time when you said you got a little complacent. Mm -hmm. And if it hadn't been for the complacency, like, you you might have still been there. Mm -hmm. Have you read The um, Alchemist by... um, No, not yet. It's mm -hmm. on my list, though. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. And I think it resonates with people who are truly passionate about something. Like, acting sounds like... It's just like when it, we all have callings, but everybody's calling isn't as magical or even the, the, theoretical, theatrical <laughs> as truly um, acting is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering, like, if it hadn't been for you leaving or getting getting laid off, right? Mm-hmm. Then how long would you have like sp- stayed in a space where you were like complacent and mm-hmm. kind of going? Tell me, mm-hmm. tell me. Too long because. Well, you know what? Actually, as I think about it, I probably would have been, I probably would have had to make a choice at some point. Yeah. Because at this point, I was, I had, like I said, I got my, my agent by now, so I'm getting more auditions. Okay. And so I remember, and I also had gotten booked not too, not too long before I had gotten laid off. I had gotten booked, and they ended up needing me for an additional day. And it was, an, um, I had to go back to Tennessee. And so they ended up needing me for an additional day. And I remember emailing them. They were, like, upset about it. And I was like, but you. I, and the, the thing is, I could have just worked from home. And it could have worked out, but they were, you know what I mean? And so I think that was kind of my first clue that I probably should have been looking for something else. But, of course, I was like, ah, it's going to work out. Mm. <laughs> Which it did, but mm-hmm. not in the way that I was thinking. Um, so, yeah, I think. I think I would have been met with a choice. And of course I would have made, I would have chosen acting, but it would have been a hard choice because yeah. I was getting paid pretty decently, you know, and I had just bought a house. So yeah, I definitely, yeah, I would have been there for a minute because I would have been trying to get my house together. Mm-hmm. So I would have just been pushing off like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. Like, mm, mm, I got you. Yeah, I know that probably, I probably would, I would have stayed there too. Long. A little longer than Absolutely. you needed to. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why I brought up The Alchemist because he, he it talks about, and I don't want to give too much away because I know you're going to read it, mm-hmm. you should, but it just talks about like when we don't, um, when we don't take heed of our calling, mm-hmm. it turns from like that little loud whisper to mm-hmm. like faint whisper and then it goes away. Ooh. And so, like hearing you being kind of pushed out, mm-hmm. right? I'm just wondering. Like, I, I'm glad it happened that way yeah. because, like you said, you might have been, you know, to a, to the at a place where you had to make a choice. But so many people forget about their passions and yeah. go, "Well, you know what? You know, this is a really cool thing I've mm-hmm. done in my life, mm-hmm. and yes, I'm getting booked, but it's not a lot of money, mm-hmm. and I think this is where I should be." And then you mm-hmm. just stay complacent. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that, that happened to you. Yeah, and you know what? I'm hard headed too. Sometimes mm-hmm. I got to learn the hard way. Because I will like, I would have tried to keep making it work, mm-hmm. right? Like, I would have been like, no, I can make this work instead of surrendering mm-hmm. to, Ooh. instead of surrendering to like what is supposed to, what God is trying to show me. Yes. Because I'm so like, I'm, I'm a Capricorn, so it's like they're controlling, like I want to control the situation and planning. I can, I can make this work. Yes. No, mm-hmm. it's not yours to make work. 
Tell it. So, <laughs> okay. So, so you leave. Mm -hmm. And how long in between your last role and then your next nine to five was it? Not too long. Because it's easy to get a serving job. Probably just a couple weeks. It wasn't That's that true. Long. You went into serving. Mm -hmm. um, and then after serving, you went into corp back into corporate? Mm, that was it. Oh, that and was it. That was up until COVID. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. So you were, we were working as a server during COVID, which I'm sure had its own, like, like the restaurants were closing down at the mm -hmm. time. You weren't getting um, as picked up. But what was going on with your acting career at the time? Everything stopped. Everything stopped. Yeah. So, like, it was crazy. Oh, God. It was so crazy. So leading up into 2020, I was just. It was a lot going on. Like, my sister was having a baby, mm. um, and she's in Tennessee. She's okay. in Memphis. So, like, having to deal with that and know that, like, my first, not my first niece, I have brothers, but, like, my first niece by her, like, me and her are really, really close. So, like, her, like, her child, like, I won't be there for, you yeah. know? So, that was a lot and just generally going through a lot. And then I was getting, like, great auditions. And great, like, you know, I was auditioning for great projects and getting no after no after no. And, like, it would, it had gotten to the point where I was getting, like, a lot of first refusals, which means that I was, like, you know, the, like, it was between, like, a handful of us. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were telling me, like, check my availability, you know, things like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, like, after you get a few of these, you think one of these gonna, gonna happen. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it was so many no's. To where it was draining me. Mm -hmm. And that's, I was starting to just be like, maybe I just need to take a break. Me and one of my friends were actually talking about it. Like, I was like, maybe, we both were saying like, maybe we just need to take a break mm -hmm. and a breather because it was, it wasn't fun anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like it was just, it was a, it takes a toll on you. Like people think of acting as like this glamorous thing. And yes, there are some amazing points to it especially when you win right but what you don't see the wins feel so good because of like that so, other stuff yeah we go through, the, the rejection mm -hmm. it's we actors go through an abnormal amount of amount of rejection and it was it was a lot it was mm. just too much and so honestly i feel like me taking i had already kind of decided i was going to take a break um but then covid happened so i didn't have a choice Okay, you know, so this was this was 19, 2019 going into going 20, into 20. Mm -hmm. where you were serving and you were acting. You had gone no after no after no, mm -hmm. and then COVID hit. So it kind of gave you a, a bit of a a, le a lag time to just kind of sit down yeah. with yourself. Yeah, I mm, needed it. I got you. I did because I was just like, it had gotten to a point where <clears> I was just like doing auditions, like I ain't gonna get it nowhere. You know, like that kind of thing. Because it was like. Just so many no's and like the ones you get excited about. You know, I remember one time I had went um, for this callback and like the girl, one of the um, casting associates like knew my name. Mm. And I was like, you know my name? You know, I was like, oh yeah, I, I got this. And I walked away from the audition feeling confident. Mm -hmm. mm -mm, they didn't call me back. So it was, you know, like things like that. I was like, this is a lot. So when it comes to your self-esteem, um, and, and you can even like correlate this to like interviews because mm. when you feel like you leave everything on the table, one would say like that, that encourages you to just walk away from it, knowing that you gave it all you got. Mm -hmm. But I guess after so many of those, it can take, it's taken a toll at this point mm -hmm. and you're no longer like believing at least 
on at that surface level that you're even as good. Yeah, it's mm. like what am I doing wrong? Mm. Like what what like I'm getting so close, but what what's what am I missing that's not putting me over? And it, you know, obviously there's so many things it could be. It could be because I'm black, it mm-hmm. could be, and not in a bad way, but it could, they just may decide to go with a white girl or mm-hmm. a, a Latino girl, Latina girl, um, or anything like that. Or it could be because I'm short. Mm-hmm. It could be my hair is not long enough. Could be not short enough. Like, it could be things I have no control over. Where do you go for that kind of feedback? Does, does you your manager help don't. you with that? You, not yeah. you just kind of you just don't know. Really? Because <laughs> they don't like. <clears throat> No, you just don't know what it is. And that's completely different from like corporate space because at least you can ask somebody like something. Mm-mm. This is, there's nobody to be asked. No, I mean, they can kind of give you, like, if you have a manager and agent, sometimes they can give you, like, oh, well, maybe like in your auditions, something, you mm-hmm. know, but honestly, there's no, they can't give you a definitive answer because it could have been literally anything they could have mm. wanted somebody with red hair okay you know what i mean like yeah, it could yeah. be literally anything mm. so that's the thing it's like you don't know what you're doing wrong mm-hmm. there's no real way to find out why the no is the no you just gotta keep on going yeah tell me what was your what's your favorite type of role um honestly my favorite type of role because i'm cheesy is like a romance like my goal my like dream role is like the notebook mm-hmm. like where you're just like super just in love i don't know why but i'm just like that's my dream dream role oh mm-hmm. i can see you as since you said you have that um you have a cunt you put on a country accent for that role back mm-hmm. in the time i'm thinking of princess tiana <laughs> i'm literally thinking about princess tiana and like the whole frog story and yes. she's just like it's, it's a love story and the whole mm-hmm. thing i can see you i love something like that yes. love it would you do like are you musically inclined too would you do a mu- musical I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but no, no, I'm, I'm um, a shower singer, uh, not a public. Mm, your soap and your scrub, that's your audience. Mm, yes. Shower head and sing all day. Absolutely. After that, that's it. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. So um, when you think about like your like your journey, you have really counted on yourself. You've just kind of mm-hmm. listened to yourself. Tell me, how did you how did you recuperate everything? Like get yourself together. And what did you do step by step in 2020 to just kind of keep your sanity? Well, <laughs> so like I said, 2020 was really rough. I ended up like the same day that Everything I shut down, meaning the same day I lost my job, mm-hmm. I also ended a six-year relationship. So there was like a lot of loss just in that one day. Mm. And my whole everything changed. Like everything changed. And then a few months later, my grandmother passed away. That's what I'm named after. So like it was a struggle mm. to, say the to, least, say the least. to say the least. Um, I've never, I've never before been that depressed Mm -hmm. never like i didn't even know i'd never actually experienced depression until that Mm -hmm. and being by myself and being locked down right so it ain't like i could go hang out with friends Mm -hmm. and get a distraction or go to work and get a distraction i'm literally sitting in my feelings all day every day right for months on end Mm -hmm. and it was crazy so i got it i um, got a therapist and so i was going to therapy weekly um and just really really implementing a lot of you know those tools i was learning and just taking time to take care of me. I ain't had nowhere to go. So taking time to take care of me and 
I had to be so vulnerable because I couldn't hold all that stuff in. So I was like talking to friends and just letting it all out. Things that I would, you know, normally I'm the type of person, I'm strong, I'm this, I don't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. I keep everything to myself. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. Yeah. And honestly, like, that experience changed the way that I operate because mm. I, it used to be like, I didn't really, I'm an introvert. So it's like, I don't like to have a lot of friends or I don't like, you know what I mean? And I definitely don't like to open up to people, but I had to. Mm-hmm. And so, and I also had to like ask for help. Um, meaning like I'm struggling right now. Like I am sad. Please talk to me, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so it just, I had to allow myself to go through it. Mm-hmm. Thank God I had a therapist. And also thank God I had, you know, my siblings and my friends to really like be like a support system. Yeah. Um, and I just had to talk through it. And I have a cousin who moved here about a year ago, maybe two years ago. I don't know, but he, he moved here not too long ago. And so he was really just like helping me out. He would come over and stuff like that. And so just really having a support system and leaning on them, allowing yeah. myself to lean on them. You know, having a therapist and like putting those tools to use and just allowing myself to be sad. Yeah. Because it's so like, I think we're wired to push, like sweep it under the rug because right. I got stuff to do. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like I can't just sit here and be sad because I got to go to work. I got to take her kids. I ain't got no kids, but I'm saying other people. Um, <laughs> yeah. <you're right. laughs> I got to take care of the kids. I have to take care of, you know, whatever, like, especially black women. Yes. Like, people, like we... We got other stuff to do. We don't have time to be sad. Emotional. Yes. Who do we cry? I got bills tomorrow. If, if I cry right now, then I'm probably going to be late to wherever I got to go. I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, I had to allow myself, I just had to allow myself to go through all the emotions. Yeah. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um, But... I will say I learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about myself throughout that whole process. And um, it definitely brought me, like, when it comes to time, like, my healing time was, I guess, faster because I was going through everything all day, every day. But... Um, so I wouldn't, but I still wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Right. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. And not enemy. to mention, you went through a lot of the hard personal things, like right when Corona got bad. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about the black community. There was a time when the entire collective, I could feel everyone's sorrow. Mm-hmm. Like like June, June, July, I would just wake up like, I don't know why I'm sad. Yes. So to add that with your own personal yes. journey- I know it might have accelerated the process, but I feel like, did you ever get to a place where you're like, okay, I'm out of it. And it was like, oh, oh, now we got another thing. Or was it just kind of all combined? No, it was like, literally I was feeling a lot better. And then my grandmother passed away. Oh, okay. And that like, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. You've got to like, you, you can wait till next year. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, give me some, like, I. Sometime. Yeah. I honestly. At that point, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, I just did not think I was going to make it. I was like, this is why? Why? Now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, ne- I was just starting to feel better from, like, a lot of things, especially the breakup. Like, I was just starting to feel better, just starting to feel like I can see the light at the end of the, uh, end of the tunnel and all that stuff. And then that happened. 
and I was like, oh God, I don't, I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so that was really, really hard. Really, really, and that's still a hard thing, obviously. Yeah. And it's not something I'll ever, you know, get it's over. It's not, yeah. Um, so that was, it was a struggle because I was like, I was just starting to get over something. Mm-hmm. And then I get, I get hit with something that I can't get over. Mm-hmm. So, um. It's crazy how those emotions just kind of, and like you said, you were kind of, you were forced to deal with it all in your four walls. I say four walls because sometimes, like, I'm, my little, Condo just feels like I'm here yeah. and this is all I have. So um, what was the, I guess, not last because emotions ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. but what was the last like upturn when you're like, okay, this is going to be okay. Was that when you got PJL candle? Oh, So yes. Mm-hmm. And so it was It was when I started PJL candle. It, see, that was, uh, this is what's so crazy about that year. I forget how crazy that was. I started PJL candles that same month my grandmother passed away. So she never even got, I never even got to tell her about it. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, I started, I, I didn't even know like, I didn't, it wasn't like I knew that she was going to pass away at first. So like August 7th is when I started PGL Candles and I was super excited. I told her like a little bit about it, but like I was excited to like, I was going to go home and like show her and like all that stuff. And I think a week after I launched PGL, no, no, no. The weekend I launched PGL, she went into the hospital. And then I think a couple weeks later she passed away. So I felt like I couldn't even enjoy like the launch, even though the launch went really well, mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't even enjoy it because I'm like behind the scenes going through getting these updates that weren't getting any better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, so that's why it's hard. Like it was like happy, sad. Yeah. <laughs> then um, I want to say the next month I ended up reconnecting with one of my friends, Enoch, and that like reconnecting with him was just it really changed everything because like we're like the best of friends and we we met like uh, i want to say the first year i moved here is when we met okay and so we initially was like are we best friends like that kind of thing (laughs) and so like being able to reconnect with him he had opened his studio and so that gave me something else to do that i loved like I, this is so crazy. So he's talking about believing in yourself. Yeah. So he was somebody who really was like a catalyst for me to like, like Peggy, you have talents, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, tap in. So he would, he was big on like showing people, like he would tell people about my candles. Any, anytime somebody walked in the studio, even if I wasn't there, mm-hmm. telling people about my candles. There were times when he would like call me and be like, hey, um, someone's here and they want to talk to you and they're like telling me how much they love the candles. One time somebody sent me a video and like all this stuff because he was always like really like hyping me up. And then I'm like, okay, this is cool. You know, because he doesn't owe me anything. So like, this is really cool. And then there was one day that we was, I was supposed to go to the studio to help him with a podcast that they do. And then mm-hmm. he was like, forget the podcast. We're shooting a film today. And I was like, okay. And he was like, you're shooting it. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, sh- I don't, I've never held a camera before in my life. And he looked at me, he was like, Peggy, you got this. Like, you can shoot this. I believe in you. If you're going to make mistakes, I'd rather you make them with me and not like on a like bigger set. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And that moment has stuck in my mind so much because it's like, he literally believed in me to shoot his project. Mm. Like, I never put the belief that I can do this. And it actually came out. I was, really good. it said it did. It actually came you out. You got a really whole good. nother skill set. It was, Ooh. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. And so I say that to say, like, just having, like, this support system that was in Atlanta, because most of my family, no one's here. Mm-hmm. I have a couple friends here, but, like, for the most part, most of my friends, are they don't live here. Mm-hmm. And my family doesn't live here. Mm-hmm. So, like, having, like, that support system and, like, you know, meeting his friends and, like, ev- like it's, like, everybody that I was meeting through him were just, like, um, like, we just connected. And I was, like, this is... It was definitely a God thing. You know, it was definitely alignment. And it really, like, having this new, like, family really helped me get through a lot of stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, like, I had some, you know, more people that I could talk to. And um, one of Enoch's friends, his name is Blair, he ended up going through something similar with his grandmother. And we were able to connect in that way because we both you know had gone you know kind of yeah. gone through something similar kind of back to back yeah and so just kind of have i was like this is crazy obviously i would never wish that on anybody but right. like the fact that we were both able to Ex- experience that together and mm-hmm. kind of lean on each other yes was amazing so just kind of i guess just overall this new family that was created um and then being able to watch someone else like build their empire as i was building mine it was like it was good because it's doing something. You don't know anybody else who's doing it. Right. You know, like, or you may not know any other, like, entrepreneurs who are in a similar right. thought, even thought process as you. Because there right. are a lot of entrepreneurs out there, but a lot of them may not be doing it similarly to how you. Or at the same level. Yes. So, yes. So, like, to see somebody who kind of has a similar work ethic as me and all this stuff, I was like, I can do this. Yeah. You know? So, Talking about like going back up, it was that. It was that experience. You started believing back into yourself. Mm -hmm. One, you got into a whole... The thing about it that I love about your story is... It wasn't even like he pushed you to say, Hey, you're going to act in this thing. And you were, and he wanted you like to break out. He wanted you to build a whole new skill set. And you literally said, I think if it hadn't been for that, I'm just thinking about the correlation between something new, Mm -hmm. never knowing that you even had the skill set to do it, Mm -hmm. doing it, seeing that you did it well, believing in yourself in that space gives you such a belief like, what else can I do? Yes. That's exactly (laughs) what it was. It was like, I've always known that, here's the thing, I've always kind of known, especially in school, that if I put my mind on something, I can do it, Mm -hmm. right? But that's when it comes to like logical stuff. Mm -hmm. Acting, for example, isn't really logical. If I give you a great audition, that's I can give you an amazing audition, but it doesn't mean I'm going to get it. I could give you an amazing audition better than the person you booked, but because they got a name or because their hair was right, you know, any living anything, mm-hmm. I don't get it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not, so that kind of um, made me forget that I'm, that that whole like, if I put my mind to something, I can do it and I can do it well. Mm. So like having this reminder from Enoch and just him being like, I was, I guess he, I don't even know, I don't know how he saw that in me, but like somehow he did. Yeah. And he's put me in a, it's been a lot of situations like that at this point where he's like, I'm like okay, Peggy, you go do that. And I'd be like, how, why? Do and then you? it comes out good. And it comes out good. Yeah. It's the strangest thing, but it's definitely been a reminder that like, I can, I can do things yeah. and I'm good at the things that I choose to do. And like, just believe in yourself. If you, if, if God, it's, if God puts me in the position, there's no way I'm going to fail. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's literally no way. Like, get out of your way. 
out of your way. It's crazy. <laughs> that's the thing. And that's one of the biggest things I've, over this past year, like, um, healing and, you know, reconnecting with Enoch and like all this stuff. Get out of your way. Yeah. And especially with PJL Candles, like, mm-hmm. and I was telling you before, I'm not, I don't, I don't like to be salesy, right? Yeah. Like, I don't like to be pushy. I feel like if, if you, if you're supposed to have PJL Candles, room tray or whatever, like, it'll come to you. Mm-hmm. But that's not, the, mm-hmm. that's not the case. Right. I gotta tell you about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can't be timid or fearful or whatever because I have to understand that the the reviews that I've been getting, the um the way that people tell me like these stories they tell me about the candles, it's like, wow, you know what I mean? Tell me a story. Tell me how do people what are people feeling? So one girl, she tells me that she always like meditates. I have a candle called 444. Mm. And so she always med- meditates to that candle. Like she has to have that candle all like she's a rip and uh, that's the other thing. A lot of my customers are repeat customers. And I'm like, there's they're not buying for no reason. <laughs> right. This is not <laughs> one of those support black businesses just because you're black. It's like, no, I need this candle. Yeah. It is serving me. Yes. And then um this one girl, like she was like super excited. Like she was like hoarding candles. <laughs> she kept buying them for me and like hoarding them because she was about to um, get a new apartment and she was so excited that like when she got her apartment and she like sent me a picture of it like burning and she was like oh i'm so excited it was like i was like a christian you know her her, her house and it was like that's the whole point it's like me create helping people create an experience that is like you know peaceful and zen and like making you feel in whatever space that you're in that you know you can like like a deep breath you yeah. know Cause that's what the candles do for me. Like mm. if I'm even a good day or a bad day, it's like let me light a candle and just like even out, you know, yeah. and just like chill. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because before we lit your candles, mm-hmm. I was we had vanilla, mm-hmm. no brand, and brand doesn't matter. <laughs> and uh, the thing about it is so strong when it when it comes to candles and scents and things like that. Mm. Sometimes like even air fresheners, mm. I just feel like oh, it's just tainting my body. Yeah. And I feel like it's so subtle. Mm-hmm. It's not really just about the scent for me. Like this right here, because when I finally took a breath, I'm mm-hmm. like, hmm. Yeah. You know, I kind of leaned into it. Whereas when it's that vanilla candle, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like, a, let me take a half a breath because I don't want all of that going into my yeah. body. It's fine drinking too, too sweet sugar uh, Kool-Aid. You don't want all of that yeah. into your body. Yeah, it's got some balance. Yeah. So that's what I feel like is going on right now. I'm that's like, I, I love that. Yeah. I want it to be... Almost like it's, it integrates into your space, mm. not like super overpowering, yeah. not like, you know, just like enough to where you smell it, but it's like, it's it's like spread out, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, it's not too poignant, but it's also not too light, like mm. you can still smell it. Um, but that's the goal. And like, even like this, when I started the sprays, um, this one guy, he had, he, he's been, he's, he'd been saving up for a car for a long time. Like they had been like... A, it, it was a huge thing for him to be able to get a car and he finally got a car and he was like so excited to like spray his car down like mm. and it was crazy because usually you want the new car smell he was like no i need the pjl so i can spray my and i was like wow like you want yeah. my products to be a part of like these milestones or these important moments for you right and i was like okay yeah it's like things like that i'm like okay yeah got it Got it. Tap, tap, tap. Mm-hmm. So tell mm-hmm. me this, because um, we have to know a little bit more about the candles. How, one, mm-hmm. how do you get the candles to actually have the aroma? Like, where did you get the idea? Mm-hmm. And then when did you start creating candles? Mm-hmm. Like, 
give us like a little bit of the the candle creation journey. Yes. So um, back in 2020, I that's when I had the, this this thought of like I can never allow one entity to control so much of my life. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. once I lost my job, I was like, well, now what am I gonna do? I had my I had just got my real estate license, but I had just gotten it, mm-hmm. and everything shut down. So I was like. Well, I guess I'll study. <laughs> so I did for real estate. I did use that time to, you know, learn as much as I could, but there's nothing else I could do. So with candles, that was one of those things that like had for a couple of years had been like a people telling me, like, oh, you should do candles because I love candles so much. And I was like, I ain't doing that. Because um, <laughs> I just never saw myself as like the owner of a product based business. Like what? What? Who's going to buy from me? That was, I would always say that. Like, who, who would buy from me? Little old me, you know? And then, so COVID hits, and then I'm just like, what can I do? And candles kept coming up, and I was like, nope. nope Not doing it. Nope. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right. <laughs> I just was like, let me just try it. Because originally I was going to do candles as like a part of my closing gift to my clients, my real estate clients. Mm-hmm. And so it was already kind of something I was thinking about. And I was like, let me just try and see. Let me just try and see if it fails, it fails, whatever. And so as I'm starting to think of the name and PJL comes up, like that's my PJL are my initials. But I, I was like, but what do I want to represent? Peace, joy, and love. And that's true. Like, I really want to represent peace, joy, and love. And that's the message I want to spread to people. Like, what do candles and what does, like, general aromatherapy, what does that mean to me? And it's peace, joy, and love. And what do we need, especially 2020, what do we need more of? We needed all of that. (laughs) Especially, like, June and... Yes. So, I started conceptualizing and just testing and, you know, finding suppliers and... You know, I went through so many like label designs and so many just dip, just learning as much as I could as I could and testing like different suppliers for fragrance oils and wax and like all that stuff. Mm. It is a science. Yeah. Right. I didn't even like science class back in the day. So, <laughs> so, so but I'm real like I'm like creating this thing. I'm like falling in love with it. I'm like, this is super cool. And like I'm able to make my own candles. So. I just said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, I feel like, I'm like, God, you are leading me here. This is what I'm going to do. I decided to launch in August because August seems to be like a month of like transition for me. I moved to Atlanta in August. Mm. Um, and so I was like, let me just, let's keep the August tradition going. And then August 7th, because, you know, seven number of completion, things mm. like that. So I, I launched August 7th and I had started like, you know, a whole like Instagram and like starting like all the little, um, like starting some buzz and stuff like that. And um, the what's crazy is that um, at the time, um, at the serving job, like there was another girl who had started a candle business over the pandemic. And I was like, so I'm not going to tell them about it because I'm like, well, why would I tell them about it? Because they're going to buy from her. And she mm-hmm. started her before I did. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, they're not going to buy from me, blah, blah, blah. Mmm, tisk tisk. Listen, when I tell how you, dare you? When I tell you, God has a way of just being like, girl, girl. I'm I'm over here, like I'm sick of you. <laughs> I'm sick of you, God. I know God be like, I'm sick of you. <laughs> when I tell you, and this is not like th- this. It did show me that you can have the exact same thing as somebody else. Me and you can go out and sell bottles of water, mm-hmm. and. 
we will we probably will get two different audiences yes completely different and we can right. both, be, both be successful yes right but we will have different branding it's we're two different people mm-hmm. and in business like especially something like this when you're branding a lot of times like people are buying from you mm-hmm. because of what you represent mm-hmm. or what your brand represents mm-hmm. and so god was like you ain't you ain't got nothing to worry about she has her own success you're gonna have yours you know and like it was that was crazy so anyway so just like that was another example of like peggy believe in yourself right Peggy, believe in yourself so what did you do did you just like so you just decided i'm not gonna sell and that was just how that went i initially decided that and i ended up telling one of my friends what i was doing Mm -hmm. and she was like girl (laughs) thank you friend she was like girl what so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll tell everyone. Of course, I put on Instagram for that new anyway. Mm-hmm. And that group of people have been some of my most frequent purchasers. So even Girl, to this day. thank you, friend. Yeah, thank you, God. Thank you, friend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so that's why, like, when I think of, like, over, like, this past year of all these little instances of, like, girl, believe in yourself. Yeah. Girl, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. honestly. And so I'm moving now and walking into owning who I am yeah, and owning what I bring to the table and owning what I offer. Right. And knowing that I do I have a I do have a good product. I've gone to pop up shops and like most of the time when people stop at my table, even if it's a slow pop up shop, they will stop at my table and they are going to buy, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and like I've had people like that I've met at pop-up, pop-up shops and they'll send me a message on Instagram and be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like just singing my praises. And I'd be like, and these people definitely don't owe me nothing. You know, I don't know them from a can of paint. They don't know me. So for them to, even them to be like, oh my gosh, or sending, even sending me video reviews and things like that. I'm like, wow. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a reminder to keep going yeah, and to keep expanding and to keep growing and that again, I put my heart and soul in this, and people are feeling that. Yeah. And so I'm just so proud of it. Like I'm so proud of PJL, and like I said, next month will be, um, you know, the anniversary. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. And, and just to clarify, they're soy candles, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, got you. And yep. and I think soy is better for the body in that way too, right? Yeah, because um, like different certain waxes like beeswax or paraffin wax that like they emit harmful harmful chemicals and then like even for beeswax like i'm i mean i'm not like i'm not vegan or anything but i just can't bees beeswax yeah. like it just makes me sad yeah. so <laughs> so i definitely try to find like you know clean wicks clean um wax like clean fragrance oils so that's why like all of my sprays are body safe because the fragrance oils are clean and i only use four um ingredients in the body sprays and they're water based so it's like you know you can feel good about it like if you have kids or you know with my sister having my niece like if she wants to spray or she mm-hmm. wants to do a candle i don't want my niece to be subjected to any harmful chemicals right so and i also have like sensitive skin i have sensitive a sensitive nose, like all these things. So I don't want myself to be, you know, so I want to treat people how I would want to be treated. Right. So yeah, no, no harmful anything. 
I love it. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. So um, fast forward a year, we are finally out of the woods. Out of the woods. And you are, you have been in full-time entrepreneurship for six months? What is it, seven months? Ooh, no, 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 eight. Because it was November of 2020? Let me think. Yes. Like September, October, no. I don't know. Sometime at the end of last year. Okay, so Dude, that's sad. I should know that. <laughs> yeah, our our liberation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our liberation anniversary, so I we can celebrate that next it. year. I guess because it wasn't like a, it was like a slow thing. Like, it was mm, like it okay, wasn't I'll this big. Like yeah, leap. it was like this. I'll stop working here and there. you know what I mean? it was like mm. until I just didn't go back. So. Yeah, it was like a slow thing. Mm, I feel like the big leaps for you are emotional leaps, um, believing in yourself leaps, mm-hmm. um, taking a chance on yourself leaps. I feel like those are the leaps. Whereas even though it is a transition in terms of a career mm-hmm. and you are testing out these different skill sets and things like that, it sounds like a lot of your transition and your elevation is like internal. Yeah. So it, yes. the dates kind of, they can be whatever they are because mm-hmm. a lot of it are based on your moments. So um Back to like the question. So back to now, how does it feel balancing, you know, your real estate business and PJL candles? Like what's this balance and acting? What does this balance feel like? Crazy. Mm. Literally crazy. Because with real estate, especially with the way this market is moving, I got to be able to be on the go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And there's I'm also still doing auditions. The difference is most pretty much they're all like self-tape auditions. So I kind of like schedule them whenever you know i can um so that helps a bit um but yeah it's like with real estate though it's more that's way more like gotta go gotta go gotta, mm-hmm. gotta be going um and it's more like i can get a call at any time like peggy i need you to look this up for me peggy i need you to do this and so that one that that's the one where my schedule gets a little more volatile and then with candles there's a lot of planning involved, mm-hmm. right? I need to plan content. I need to plan shoots. I need to plan, um, I need to go meet people sometimes to do, um, drop offs for candles or I need to plan pop up shops, like things like that. I gotta make the candles, mm-hmm. make the room sprays, take inventory, like all of these different things that, or like organization, creating systems and processes and updating my website. So many things. Yes, so many things. <laughs> So honestly, there's always something to do and it always feels like there's not enough time Mm. to do it. Um, But what I'm trying to do, sorry. I had to stop you Mm because I'm reading this book Mm -hmm. and it really unlocked me in terms of how we relate to time. Mm -hmm. We don't have, we are time. We make time. So we make the time for what it is that we we really, really, really want to do. It's never we have we don't have time because time is not to be possessed. Time mm. is not we have time. We are time. Okay. See, you know what? You are absolutely correct. Cause I feel like I feel like my relationship with time, especially as of late, has just been so rocky. Mm. Because it, again, I always feel like I don't have time. Mm. It always feels like that. And even when I'm like like if I take a time take time to like hang with some friends yeah. or something like that. It's like, I'm always thinking about, like, I need to hurry up and get Guilt. back. There's so many things I need mm-hmm, to do. Mm-hmm. Always something to do. And so that's, so one thing I am working on is trying to find balance. Like, I still mm. want to be able to have a life. Like, as I yeah. told you before, when I was in college, I was working. Mm. So I didn't really do anything. I didn't go out a whole lot. All this stuff. I was kind of to myself. And yeah. then I moved 
to Atlanta and I was in a relationship for most of the time. So like I was kind of still to myself in my little relationship and all that stuff. And now yeah. I'm a free bird. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to find that balance. I don't want to continue doing the same thing of just like burying myself in work. Right. And burying, like, cause then how will I, how will I take advantage of those moments? I was going to say play. Yeah. <laughs> how will I play? You got to play. <laughs> so yes, honestly. And that's, it's so funny. Like that's literally what I'm learning right now is the work and play dynamic. It's, I can't be all work. I can't because I'll burn myself out and then there won't be a PJL candles. Or yeah. Thursday. Like I won't be doing any of that stuff. Yeah. And so, and it also could have something to do with, you know, me getting burnt out on acting a couple years ago because it was all work. Mm-hmm. I wasn't finding time to enjoy like networking events or, you know, just hanging out and maybe with some of my acting friends and not even talk about acting. Yeah. Um, it was always just like focus, 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 tunnel vision. Yes. And so now I'm finding like, yes, Peggy, you can take time, hang out with your friends, go to brunch, go get a drink or, you know, something like that. Take yourself out. Yeah. That's been also liberating. Like just taking myself out and enjoying my own company and treating myself yeah. to nice stuff you know what i mean so yes finding the the balance between work and play is so important and that's what i'm finding right now absolutely Mm -hmm. so um well before before i I have to ask you this before i ask you our ceremonial question because when you think about really truly taking action and like infusing some play into Mm -hmm. your work whether it be if you do go to a brunch you go into a bunch with an entrepreneurial friend or if you go acting make sure you pop off some jokes while you're on set or something like that Mm -hmm. when you think about like how you can infuse play like today Mm -hmm. you know or this week what Mm -hmm. is something that you can do today that can like really make a difference yeah so even just like so like if i'm say i'm making like candles or something Mm -hmm. That's some, I can't most, cause I've done it so much, like, I can most attach. So like, allow myself to like, maybe, maybe be on FaceTime with a friend. Normally, like, if somebody calls me, mm. I'm like, I'm working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if it's not like a client, but if it's just like a friend, they don't want nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's like me answering the phone or allowing myself to like, or if, if I'm, if I'm about to do some work, maybe like, and I get a call or maybe someone wants to go hang out and it's not, the work isn't like pressing, I gotta do it right now. Put it down. Mm-hmm. Go hang out. Be young. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and enjoy life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. literally taking time to enjoy life. Like finding those little moments where, um, or even like when, when I go see a house with my client, like having fun with them. Like yeah. maybe taking some time to talk about something other than real estate. Like Love it. how's your day? How's your life? You're like catching up. I like to get to know my clients so I can, one, be better able to help them, but mm-hmm. also like we can build rapport. Yeah. Um, and I also like to joke. So like cracking jokes with them, you know, things like that. Yeah. So just finding those little, like those little moments where you can just have fun. Yeah. Put your hair down and don't always have to be so. Yes. Um, entrepreneur, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's our, that's our, that's our schema of what entrepreneurship looks like, but I think we can make it what we want. We can mm-hmm. make time what we want and we can make our work what we want. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you are in three different lanes that all give you some type of, they feed you, acting feeds you, mm-hmm. your candle business feeds you, mm-hmm. and then your real estate business feeds you. Like mm-hmm. these are, these are, this is a good place to be. Yeah. And then like once you start infusing a little bit of fun in there, you can literally have the balance that you want. Yes. That's exciting. 
question and you used the phone. No, honestly, like I've really, really been working on that. And just like, I don't know, I guess like just saying yes. Yeah. More often. Mm. Yeah. Just saying yes. I think that's balance. Yeah. Between yes and no. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because sometimes I say yes too much. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm a a no kind of person. I ain't going to make it. I'm in the bed. I'm sleepy. And I already wrapped my hair up for the day. You know, (laughs) I got you. I'm I'm definitely an introvert. So for me, saying yes is allowing myself like to not settle into being introvert so much you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so who went to a movie i went to a movie the other day i don't even like going to movies but i went <laughs> because i'm like let me get out the house let me just like chill for a second yeah and i ended up enjoying myself you know yeah. and then i went home and i did some work there you go <laughs> i love it i have truly really enjoyed you being on the couch today because like i think i just feel like this is you know this is like you you i think and maybe it might be the candles because <laughs> like your story is really lit um your experiences and then you really like just trusting yourself mm-hmm. to even if you don't all the way believe in yourself logically right mm-hmm. you yep. still take action yeah. and that has never stopped you from doing what it is that you want to do so you're here now and this is a beautiful place to mm. now you're a newly um solo entrepreneur we're gonna see what that looks like we're gonna follow you, you along your journey um and so this ceremonial question that i usually ask is just um as we think about our journey we have our goals mm-hmm. like you you have the whole responsibility of your your family like to to think about going forward mm-hmm. But there's somebody who's behind us who's like looking at your story like, how does she do that? Like, how do I believe in myself enough Mm -hmm. to just take action? Mm -hmm. And um, I think there's some wisdom I can take from your story for sure. Mm -hmm. But if you think about that girl who's either in your shoes or just was in your environment at that time, Mm -hmm. what would you say to her um, or him Mm -hmm. who, you know, is in that environment and just needs a little bit of wisdom to just take their next step? Spend some time with yourself. Mm. And allow yourself to do something un- that makes you uncomfortable. Mm. Like, just do it. Just, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. What's the worst that can happen? You know what I mean? Like, because even if, so, f- for example, if I started PJL and it failed, okay, honestly, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. then, then I just keep doing other things. You know what I mean? Like. Yes, it would it would hurt. Mm-hmm. I would be sad about it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not the end of the world. Right. You know, like I may have lost some money putting into it or pride or you know whatever, but that that's it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's really like what's the worst that can happen? Mm. And what's the likelihood that the worst is going to happen? Like bet on yourself and like know that know that you possess everything you need to be successful you just have to tap into it so that's why i say spend some time with yourself to learn yourself and to learn what you are capable of and then if you are comfortable in a situation just go and get out of it because if you don't god gonna put you out of it and it ain't gonna be that that's not gonna be comfortable Uh, it can be real bad that's not gonna be Mm -hmm. comfortable Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a situation where you're like it's gonna feel like the rug is like pulled up from up under you and it's what you need but it's like when when you were able to do it on your own, you weren't doing it, and God was realizing she she ain't gonna do it. <laughs> so let me just make let me just give her a little push. So 
honestly, for me, the biggest thing is just allow yourself to be uncomfortable because there's no growth in comfort. Mm. There's no for progression in comfort because you just sitting there. You complacent. You just you you're, you're literally just gonna be like this. And at that point, you're existing. And you're not living. Yeah. So choose to live. Mm. Honestly, just choose to live. Choose to live. Mm. If you ain't said nothing else but a word, <laughs> they are taking that one to the <laughs> bank. Thank you so much for pushing through your story because that is an example that we all need to just know that it is possible. Yeah. So if you have resonated with um, Peggy's story, then I just highly encourage you to keep up with this young lady. Keep up with her. Connect with her. And if they would like to connect with you, if they connected with your story, how mm. can they reach out to you? Either PG page. PJL candles or um, they like. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. Um, personally, it's Peggy J, P E G G I E dot J. Um, and then PJL candles is PJL candles all together um, on Instagram and all the other social media outlets. And then, of course, PJLcandles.com for all of my candles, my room sprays, um, any new uh, releases. And then make sure you get on our email list so you can be first to know about anything that's new released, any new products. Um, and then just let me know what you what you guys are looking for. Maybe we can add that to the list. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, there you have it, guys. You have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed Miss Peggy's story because I surely did. But until next time, peace out. Have a good one. Bye. I love it. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was this good. Was-